Dunkirk. Dunkirk. That'll do, Dunkirk. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. I'm Courtney. <laughs> Kimmy's fucking high today. <laughs> uh, and this is the podcast where three best friends submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers as we explain, rate, slash, review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. Since this is a cesspool for spoilers, and this week we'll be talking about Mary, Queen of Scots, if you haven't seen Mary, Queen of Scots, you should go watch it, and if you're not planning on it, we're going to talk all about it. For timestamps on our other spoilers, you can check out our Instagram or Twitter at WeExplainMovies. Mm-hmm. Also, since this is the last episode of our cycle, meaning that everybody, every combination of explaining that can be done has been done at least once, mm-hmm. so next week we're probably going to do a little bonus episode, just because we're pretty busy, so we're going to do a nice little, uh, we're going to watch movies that we've explained and talk yeah. about them. Yeah, and kind of do a little recap. Yeah. And with that, we also decided that we'd like to start opening things up to fan questions and fan recommendations so that we can talk about on the next episode. So if you have a movie you'd like to hear us explain to each other, you can totally give us recommendations on any platform you can find us at. And if you have questions about movies in general, we uh, might feature you in one of our episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or if you have some, uh, you know, the pre-episode questions that you'd want us to kind of discuss. Yeah, because we always give fair. a week... A week's notice of what yeah. we're doing. We do. They're yes. not really catered to the movie, but you know what? Just throw them out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to be, but they can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, starting off the episode with what have you watched this week? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll go first. So like I said last week, I wanted to finish Gladiator because I hadn't watched the whole thing and I did finish it and uh, you guys have both seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, it's really sad ending, is it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) Basically, spoilers, uh, he... Dies. He does die, but he, he's, like, chained up, and you're like, man, uh, what's his name? Commodus is gonna mess him up, and it's this very scary scene where he's talking to him and stuff. They're gonna fight to the death, basically, Mm. is what everybody's waiting for, and Commodus gives him a hug and then stabs him somewhere, and you don't really know how bad the stab wound is because they put armor over it, Mm -hmm. but now Maximus goes out there, and it's very clear that he cannot fight well because of this wound, and he's super weak and stuff. Again, you don't know how bad it is. He ends up winning and killing Commodus really brutally, which was okay. pretty dope. And it's really slow Commodus and brutal. Commodus is Joaquin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Also, he's such a creep. He's so good he's at being a terrible, terrible, terrible really creep. good in that movie. He's really he good. <laughs> and when he's, like, crying with his father in the beginning about mm-hmm. how he didn't love him, I'm like, that's so sad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, then R- Russell Crowe falls to the ground, and it's clear he's probably going to die, but I didn't think he would. Wait, so, because uh, I'm remembering the ending, he's, like, going back to his home. Is that heaven? Yeah, it's heaven. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I thought he gets free and goes back to his family. <laughs> his family's totes They're dead. totally dead. <laughs> so that's how it is. Yeah, and so then the sister of, um... Commodus's sister, who it's clear that they, not that they're necessarily in love because his wife is still pretty recently deceased, but they do kiss, oh. and she, I think, has loved him for quite some time because her husband's also dead. Also, the kid who plays her son is the the kid from Unbreakable. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Anyway, then I didn't think he was going to die because he's the hero, but then she's like, go be with them. 
and closes his eyes, and then he dies. And I was like, what? And then the little kid walks over and sees his hero is dead. And I was like, this sucks. Sometimes your heroes die. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sometimes life doesn't work out the way you want it to. Wow. Lessons. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. I liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Was that the only thing on your watch list? Uh, I also watched... Oh, I told Kimmy I was keeping this a secret because I wanted you guys to get excited about it. I finally watched Ex Machina. Oh, hey! (laughs) Um, Which, that one, I get what you mean about you don't really know whose side to be on at the end because you're kind of on none and all of their side. Ooh, kind of like what we watched this week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, because at the end... I'm like, okay, um, Donald Gleason didn't do anything wrong. No, How didn't. dare you trap he him was in just that room? Curious. I was mad. Yeah. I was really mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, go. yeah, he totally created her specifically to trick you. And then, and I was also like, yeah, you're an asshole, but you've been right this whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to her, I'm like, you're not even a real person. I know you think you are, but like. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that made me sad. It's just, it's just not a happy ending, yeah. for sure. Well, you watched two dark endings. I watched three dark endings. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Well, yeah. let's not keep our audience in, sus- in suspense no. and tell and it's them. Just, I didn't say it's super dark. No, it's more just, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. but still, there is darkness. It's dark because we have questions. Yeah. yeah. And that movie we're referring to, all of us, uh, a couple days ago, went and saw Us yeah. on yep. its premiere night. Newest and Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. Yep. Highly recommend. Yeah. So recommend. Yeah. Won't, won't spoil it, but it's a think piece for mm-hmm. sure. I, yes. Ooh, I will say, Kimmy and I were talking about this because she goes, okay, which do you like better, this or Get Out? And we both agreed that our enjoyment level of them was the same, but that they serve very different purposes. I think mm-hmm. general audiences are going to like Get Out more because I think everything gets wrapped up a lot more neatly. It's mm-hmm. very clear, like, okay, this was the message, this is what happened, everything's been revealed, where yeah. Us leaves you with a lot of, the plot itself gets tied up, but there's so much other stuff that you don't know. There for sure is. Yeah, I would agree with that. However, it's awesome because I don't think anyone's holding him to this standard and being like, well, you're not as good your second time around. Like, he is an amazing filmmaker, yeah. and he is just yeah. crushing it. Like, Jordan Peele can do no wrong at this point. Yeah. 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 I mean, I certainly appreciated us more after we started talking about it once yeah. we finished the movie. Yeah, that was really it's like sharing theories. Just on its own, I was like, mm, no, I prefer Get Out, but um, the appreciation level certainly rose when mm-hmm. we started talking, discussing it and kind of deconstructing it. And yeah. we were all talking about um, how much we liked that video of Jordan Peele talking about fan theories from Get Out. Oh, yes. I wanted yeah. to do that for that's us. That's what she said. Yeah, that'd that be really so bad. Fun. I would love that. Um, I want to know if we're right. Also, because <laughs> I, I really hope that one of the theories that we think is right on the nose, he's like, what a good one, but no. <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah. the, this, the the get out theory of separating the colors and the oh, whites. Oh, I know. The yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, is she separating the colors from the white because, you know, milk and fruit. And he's like, oh, no, that's really interesting, but no, I just thought it was something weird <laughs> that white people did. Like, he's like, that's the creepiest way you can eat cereal. Right. In my opinion. I was like, yeah, that's like, disgusting. True that, but. <laughs> I mean, do you find dipping your Fruit Loops in milk? I guess yes. That's creepier, but I also am so skeeved out when people pour the milk before the cereal. That's weird. Do a Don't lot of do people that. do that? Yes. A that's, lot? I've met several. <laughs> 
and I've cut them out of my life. <laughs> like scissors from us. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I watched anything else. This yes, you did. We. Oh, duh. Kimmy's <laughs> <laughs> raging inside. Yes, you did. Yeah, uh, the Z Boys. We watched. We watched two X Men. Yes, uh, back we to back. did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was funny because we watched just X Men, the original. 2000 movie, um, and as we were watching it, I kept asking questions, and then when it was over, I was like, I want to watch a new one, and she's like, no, we have to watch X2, and I was just being like a little child, I was like, no, new one, <laughs> and James, he was like, James, I want to watch them out of order, I was yeah. like, what? I was like, you I want to watch what's going on with the X-Men now, <laughs> you like, should try to watch them in chronological order, right? It's <laughs> like, you're not going to understand understood just fine. Um, I got it. They're always defeating something. And the canon always changes. They always have emotional turmoil within them because they're mutants and they don't feel good enough for the world. And <laughs> Exactly. There's, you know, mutants against mutants. So we watched X-Men and then we watched Days of Future's Past. Future Past? Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. And um, the next one I would like to watch is Apocalypse and then maybe I'll circle back. Uh, so yeah, I watched X-Men and I liked it. It was not my favorite Marvel. How did you like the first one? It's such um, a different style back then than things are yeah, now. Yeah, we actually yes. watching them back to back. You can tell the the difference in the special effects. Mm. Which I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the really early ones, but I was like, wow, these really took a leap. Yeah, but they've kind of been in circulation for a really long time. Those mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, so. guys, I hate uh, J Law's effects. Mystique? I hate her mystique. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I don't her like her acting or the effects. The uh, the way she looks. I, I like just it. hate Mystique. I really? think she runs around like scissoring everybody. <laughs> <laughs> She's the scarjo of it. Honestly, X-Men. her her fight style is way too leg oriented. <laughs> that was part of it. No, her but, feet were like doing all the work of hands, and I was like, you have hands. <laughs> And you also have hands that can shape in anything. Like, give yourself whole hands, mm. and then you maybe don't need to, like, leg kick everyone. <laughs> My major... We actually did talk about the difference between Re- Rebecca Romaine's uh, mystique and... She's a lot harsher, which I like. That's what... Rebecca Romaine? Yeah. My difference was that she has a lot more... Um, sexuality having yes. to do with her, her character. Yeah. It's playful. And it's playful yeah. and it's mysterious. It's mysterious. Oh <laughs> that didn't work out. Mysterious. <laughs> that didn't work out. Um, you were on the right path of mysterious. <laughs> but then they get, you know. Mysterious. <laughs> She's the mysterious mystique. <laughs> Jennifer, She's so quirky. Jennifer Lopez gets on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Podcast talks about J J Law a lot. Sorry, Jennifer Lawrence gets on the scene, and because they're kind of delving back into her past and creating more of a layered character, she kind of loses that flair. She's way more calculating Mm -hmm. and way more logical than I kind of care for. No sense because you would think the person starts out playful and all these. And then you find out there's more. And then, well, no, just, and then the next one, then they get a backstory and it's present day, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, people very rarely start off super tortured and then later they're like, I'm just a silly, silly sexual gal. (laughs) Silly sexual gal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it it felt very weird to, like... I mean, I wonder if it has to do any has to do with um, creating characters for women that aren't only just about their sexuality. But I yeah. I kind of <laughs> resent the fact that they did such a one eighty yeah. because part of 
a woman is their sexuality. And how you can use it for power. Yeah, I mean, mm. it, it, it... Which J- Jennifer Lawrence did, like, yeah. when she's in the in the bar and stuff with the guy who she takes back to her hotel room. Yeah. But then, as soon as she gets him back there, she's like, I'm gonna kill you, oh. because I have to kill Tyrion Lannister first, and she's super upset. You're <laughs> <laughs> Dinklage. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> which, good for him, like, playing this, like, villain. I've never really, really seen him that. play, like, a villain before. I don't, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Is he a villain on that, or no? Mm. Mm-hmm. That is a good question, okay. Courtney. I don't want to answer. From what I've seen, not really. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, is that all of that you watched, Courtney? Yeah, what did you watch? I watched a lot of Buffy. <laughs> yeah, you did. I would come home every night, and she'd be watching a Buffy. All right. I'm watching a Buffy. I do more things. <laughs> but you said you did more things while watching Buffy. I did. I, did. I kind of just put it on because oh. I, I put it on and uh, did my work and stuff like that because there's certainly episodes that come up where I'm like, I know exactly what happens in this episode and I don't care. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, so I'll just play in the background and um, as the seasons go on, they get more dynamic and more interesting to watch. So, um, yeah, it was okay. Almost done with season two. So Good for you. Did you watch any movies? I did. I watched Una last night. Oh, for the first oh, time? you did? No, this is the second time I've seen say. it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you did watch that so recently. Yeah, I watched it last night. Um, I'm for those listening. I'm involved in a play that is based off the the movie is based off of the play, uh, and I wanted to watch it for um, not really research um, because I don't like draw from other people's performances, but I just kind of wanted to be informed about certain things mm-hmm. and see what their direction was, and it's very different. It's a very different portrayal. They added the backstory. Like, you even see flashbacks. They did, and I, which I thought was interesting, and there's things that I don't agree with, you know? Um, like that they added to the lore, basically? Kind of, yeah. That they, they just made really specific choices that... In the play, I like that it's left up to ambiguity mm-hmm. and audience choice. Yeah. Um, That's how plays are. Yeah. And um, a lot like, I know we kind of talked about August Osage County like for a hot second we last did. time, but I was just telling Kayleen earlier that why August Osage County works so well as a play is because all the characters are trapped in the house, and why it doesn't work as a film is because they can escape. So all that suffocation is kind of lost because they can leave the house. And they took out one of the best scenes. Yeah, they took out the, the best scene in that. They took out the... The Bill oh, the and Barb? The, the Bill and Barb. What? The couch fight? Yeah, it's yeah. not in the movie. What? Yeah. I have a very vivid memory of it being in the movie. No, no they have a fight outside of the house, like as they're going into the house. But then and as it's, it's about to light up, like the, in the play. Like that's the end of the... That's it. What? Yeah. And so in... Why do I remember it? Okay. <laughs> in the movie Una, they kind of leave the break room and they go to other parts of the building and other characters talk to them. And I Riz think, Ahmed. Yeah. And I think they lose that kind of stifling trapped feeling uh, and privacy also of being able to say whatever they want to say in that room without um, inhibitions. There's things I did like about it, like you get to go see Ray's house and how he lives. Rich? Ray. Rich. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he is rich. He's rich. He is He's rich in the movie. In Which the play, he shouldn't be. No, no. he's in jail. Exactly. Yeah. And in um, you also get to see what Una's home life is like. Do we know what his wife does? Or his girlfriend? I think his though? wife might be the one with the money. That's what I was wondering. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. She seemed very business. And he yeah. <laughs> he, she's all business. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, certain specific choices were made that I feel like kind of were interesting for me to see that depiction, but kind of loses some of the um, uh, thinky parts that yeah. the audience gets to have when watching mm. the play. Yeah, because yeah. it's up to interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's like, yeah. you don't need to tell us everything. We can enjoy it without that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice that you get to go in and watch that and think, can I add this to my imagination? And it's, I work? It's so but, different. Like yeah. Even the way that their relationship is in the play, just based on the dialogue versus the movie, Yeah. Is so different that the dynamic and relationship between the characters that it's going to be a completely different portrayal with anybody who does it. And plus, you're nothing like Rooney Mara. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's no, right. Wish it was. She's a fucking bamf. Oh, she's <laughs> awesome. But yeah. we, we can't all be Rooney Mara. No one at this table is Rooney Mara. Sometimes you're a Kate Mara. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sad and so true. <laughs> Christian's gonna listen to this one day and be like, excuse me, she's the better Mara. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Resounding hatred about that statement. Okay, so <laughs> should we move on to the questions? Yeah. Oh, All questions, right. yeah. I did have a hard time thinking of questions for this, you guys. But so we did it. We did. We talked it out. Yeah. All right. So the first question I have for you guys is what is your favorite? period piece. And it can be anything that's not modern. Yeah. So anything, so not like, I know the future movies are considered period, I guess. Oh, what? Well, you guys also... It's a different period. It's a different time. You're right, but it's also made up. You added that stipulation of you guys wanted pre-1900s. I... Just because I feel like that's more, rather than like, you know, we were talking about Inside Lewin Davis as a period piece, but it's like, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm okay. talking about Mary, Queen of Scots. If they're not wearing corsets, it doesn't count. All right. Well, none of my choices have corsets involving in the costume. So, um, did you want to start, Kayleen? Yeah, and you know what? After I just made that corset comment, it made me really want to change my answer to oh. something silly. So I. What's the silly answer? <laughs> Parts of the Caribbean. Oh, that immediately popped into my head. <laughs> if only to talk about Keira Knightley. Curse of the Black Pearl is amazing, I, but. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, audience, I'm really not a big period piece person. Me neither. That is a shame, um, you guys. And I know Kimmy loves them. <sighs> That's <too>. unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, sometimes, now when I think of, uh, this is just like ingrained in my brain, when I think about period pieces, I think about, there's like an episode of New Girl where they're talking about porn, and she's like, I really like period pieces. <laughs> anyway, um... I want to pick the favorite because mm. you're going to need to put a spin like that on a period piece for me to really get into it, I think. Not to say that I've never watched one and liked it, but I almost never want to rewatch them. It's like, okay, that was a good film, but it's just like not, it's not something I get excited about. Mm-hmm. And so I really liked the favorite. I also just watched it, so it's fresh, mm-hmm. but I like how interested in, it makes, it makes learning fun. Kind of like how we talked about how we want Adam McKay to tell us every story from now on. Right. Like, this made this historical thing interesting to me because of how they delved into things in a way that I can relate to, rather than yeah, and the, their seeming distant. language was so fun. And yeah. yeah. Well, I love it. I think a lot of their promotional stuff for that movie was that, yeah, it's set in a different time, but their, their issues and problems with one another are very modern. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and it's relatable. A, it's power struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> so, All right, period woman. Yeah. So, some honorable mentions I have. She was sixty films. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I actually kind of had a hard time 
uh, picking this um, because I expected that I would pick something very like dramatic. M- no, Marie Antoinette era oh. or pre that, but I yeah. didn't. So I think all I believe all of my films are generally around the same time period. So my first honorable mention is not a movie; it's a mini series. It's Band of Brothers. Um, I love World War II movies. I think they're great. I'm really upset that there aren't more films out there from that period with female roles in them. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just never going to happen. Like, I talk to people about this, and they're like, oh, no, like, you know, they're nurses and stuff like that. (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about. I want women in the trenches you know, but trying they to. I know. Then that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, they were female yeah. fighter pilots. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, I just people just aren't making those, movies about just, that. I remember you saying that when there was the the previews for that um, Peter Jackson movie. You're like, man, I really wish I could get a role as one of those, you know, yeah. soldiers. But I just I never can. There's, it's just no part of history, unfortunately. Yeah. You know. Bummer. So I mean, people can write it. People can make yeah, it an alternative. Yeah, you can be in a fictional Because that's why I like Sucker Punch so much. Yeah. You know, it's not Ooh, a very highly regarded film. I know people have a lot of beef with it, yeah. but it's it's about women kicking ass and getting down and dirty. It's great. And yeah. John Hamm. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> and Oscar Isaac. What, what? Oh, yeah. Um, my second one is Fury. Mm. Oh, yeah. The furry. <laughs> is that the one about the furries? <laughs> Shia LaBeouf's a furry. <laughs> Have you guys seen that Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis? Where yeah. he's interviewing yeah. Brad Pitt and he goes, let's talk about your movie, Furry. Uh, <laughs> and he says something really funny because that movie came out the same year as Unbroken. And he said to Brad Pitt, he's like, would you like a sweater? And Brad Pitt's like, what? He's like, aren't you cold? And Brad Pitt is just staring at him. He says... Aren't you cold all the time from standing in your wife's shadow? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's accurate. <laughs> I mean, Unbroken was awful. That's just so funny, though. What movie is Unbroken? Unbroken. Um, the one about the runner? Louis, Louis no. Zamperini. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah the Louis one about Zamperini, the runner. Angelina Jolie directed I did not it. know. Oh, she directed yeah, she it. Directed I, did, it. I, did, I was like, I didn't know she was in that. I went to go see she that She played movie. Louis Zamperini. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what's that actor's name? Jack something? Don't know him. I can't remember. I've never seen him in anything. Anyways, my mom, I went to see that movie with my mom and she had read the book right before seeing it and she was right. really jazzed and uh, we finished the movie and she's like that's not how it happened <laughs> that, that was pretty much a resounding opinion from everyone yeah. yeah she's like they painted him in a really heroic light he was actually an asshole so. It took it took a while for him to come to Jesus mm-hmm. and, and have that be the later part of his life because then he really was yeah. like a better person. I don't know. I think he had a lot of PTSD and was very, yes. very harsh. And, and drinking and abuse. Yeah. And I think that that's a more interesting movie. Right. Okay, so my real answer for this question is atonement. Nice. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it here and there, but I think it's an excellent film and rips your heart out. The period piece version of it is very evident. The costuming is great. Costuming is amazing. I feel like it probably won an Oscar for that. I'm Her sure it dress. did. Her yeah. green dress, so iconic. The performances are great. Also has um, Saoirse Ronan in it, you know, so. Her and first she Oscar nom. is mm-hmm. a troublemaker <laughs> from right. the beginning. Yes. Yeah, oh, well, uh, Keelan, you've never seen the whole thing. I didn't see the whole thing. We no. You got the it. gist. That's what she does. Yeah, that's <laughs> how it happens. <laughs> but she was like, my childhood crush will ruin your life. <laughs> so I won't spoil it for you because I really want you to watch it, but yeah. um, it's a really good movie. It is on my list. I'm like, I wish I had had time that day because maybe I would have gone home and finished it, but. I think we watched it really late at night. Yeah, and it is an undertaking. It um, is. A lot of these movies, uh, why I know people don't like them is because they tend to be slow and you kind of have to wait around through the 
the glum parts to kind of get yeah. to the good parts, and that's just like a particular taste. I love the beginning. And I, the I love the beginning. You know what? I was just going to say that that I think is what has kind of turned me off to finishing it, even though I really want to know what happens, is it was clear that there's going to be a slump for a while because we just saw so much good stuff in the yeah. beginning, Yeah. and now it's like, you're off to war, and I was like, man, this looks real boring. <laughs> it's going to be boring for probably like 45 minutes. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> but that's I, that's part of it. And yeah, I, yeah. I, the build, I, yeah, and the payoff at the end is really worth it. Mm. So, Courtney, yeah. uh, my favorite period movie is a uh, musical, Phantom of the Opera. Wow, Ooh. that's a good choice. That is a good choice. I love Phantom of the Opera so much, and the movie. I I feel like the drug one. Of course, yeah, yes. I think people don't like it. I love it. And I like it, just, it. I love it. It's got such a big place in my heart uh, with my family seeing it in theaters. And you saw it in theaters? Saw it in theaters. Wow. I think it came out in 2004. After that, you know, just constantly listening to the soundtrack and... I love the soundtrack. I it was on my soundtrack. iPod. Yep. <laughs> um, and I, I'll play it frequently even. Um, it's, you know, it's so good. And it, it really, I think, in terms of a period movie, they, they did a lot with... Um, the costuming and the um, set design is stunning. The, the a- actual opera house that they're in, and yeah. then um, since I don't, I don't like too much to say about it. But uh, I went to New York in 2015. It's my first time to New- 2016. It was my first time to New York, and I decided I was going to go see Phantom of the Opera. And I went by myself, and <laughs> it was awful. It was <laughs> awful. It was horrible. Aww. So bad. Is that your only time seeing it live? No, it was the first. It was the first musical I ever saw. Um, oh, I was six cool. years old, and my mom took me, and um, I got all dressed up, and you know, I'm sitting in the theater, and it was my first musical ever. I didn't know what to expect, and the overture starts with the da 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 epic, and I put my hands over my ears, and I yelled, "Can you tell them to turn it down?" Because <laughs> I thought we were at a movie theater. Well, also, like as a child, I remember. Be- I think a lot of children are like this. We're like being afraid of loud noises. Yes, like yeah. I didn't like being in the bathroom while my mom was like turning on the bath. I would leave until the bath was full. Of oh, water. for sure. But yeah, when I saw it in 2016, the actors looked tired. Um, the set looked more tired. Like, <laughs> the costume pieces, they were falling apart. Like, it was clear that, yeah, it's, like, the longest-running Broadway show, but... You're like, uh, it didn't get Touch it up, maybe, a little <laughs> bit. All right, next question. This has to do with um, some of my thoughts surrounding uh, watching Mary, Queen of Scots. Um, name a movie with a protagonist you're meant to root for, but you didn't. Um, and this is... I think that this question has to do with... Um, directorial uh, decisions not really the movie itself so it's not like an anti-hero that you like don't agree with or right. something I think it's yeah just something that went wrong with the direction mm-hmm. you're meant to uh, root for the protagonist yeah. but just or, it doesn't pan out and you don't or maybe it's something too that other people were on board but you personally were like no yeah that's fair yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, do you want to go first because you went first last time oh sure um I picked Sutter from The Spectacular now. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I just, I've seen the movie twice. The first time I remember enjoying it, but making fun of it while I was watching it. And then the second time I watched it, it was for fun. Like, it wasn't, I was like, I remember this being kind of good. Let me watch it, even yeah. though I'm not a big fan of Shailene Willie. Uh, and I just, the whole time, I, I get it. He's had some crappy things happen to him, but I'm like... I still never root for him, yeah. and like in the end when he comes to her school, I'm like, 
can you leave her alone? <laughs> like, she's better without you, yeah. and you're a train wreck, and you need to, like, learn to fix some other problems first. Which is kind of like how he treats the girl in Whiplash. Mm. Of, like, coming back to her and being like, hey, like, maybe we could hang out. And it's yeah. like, no, no. <laughs> A, you didn't fix all your problems yet. No. And B, even if you did, it shouldn't be like, now I deserve this. It's like, she deserves somebody better than you, and you think you're entitled to a lot more than you are. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh, Shailene Woodley's character in that, like, I feel like she's just so clear. You, yeah. you get what she's about. You you get that she's trying so hard to be a people pleaser, yeah. and it's it's she is fully undeserving of someone like that who's yeah. an alcoholic and who's got a lot of other issues yeah. and just everything. Um, oh yeah, that's a good movie though. I like it. Yeah, th- I definitely have problems with it. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Like it's enjoyable to watch. I just yeah. M- my choice was all the characters in Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> Except Harry Styles was hot. Dunkirk in general. Yeah, but he was so racist. (laughs) Was he? I don't remember. I was distracted by his He was calling everyone a frog because they were French. (laughs) I was just talking about this at work, and I've had the same conversation with everybody else regarding Dunkirk. How, oh, you know, the characters in war are supposed to be ambiguous. They're supposed to be, like, slightly anonymous because it's, like, the whole rather than the individual, and there's no, like, hero amongst war. But it makes you not care. And I'm like, I don't anyone. care though. I don't that's yeah. why the movie yeah. was bad. Yeah. And to tell it non sequentially, like you're just digging your grave even deeper because yes. for Nolan. Oh like, look, the stakes of this whole scene are gone now. Cool. Because oh, yeah. you cast a really good actor, uh Tom Hardy, and right. we don't give a shit. You cast Gillian Murphy as a really good role. Mm, he's a dick, I don't care. Yeah. You know? And this is one of those movies where, kind of like how I said I don't like movies where it seems like they did an ambiguous ending just to be ambiguous, this one felt like that time back and forth was just to be like, okay, look at this cool thing I did. Yeah, and and I'm like, like, I already did it with Memento, I don't need it again. And it was good in Memento. Well, yeah, because it served a purpose. Instead, this one was like, get it, war all happens at once, and who knows? And like having titles for it that were all really stupid, like The Mole, I was like, what? Yeah, Yeah, I think that, yeah, that was a a specific choice that they made, and I think it did not pin out. I don't know why anybody would hail that movie. Agreed. It was a bad movie. (laughs) Um, my answer, I've got three, Ooh. and I'll, I'll leave I'll leave one of them to just an honorable me- honorable mention because we all watched this one together. Uh, Never going back. Didn't care. <laughs> didn't care what happened to those that two was girls such a trash at movie. all. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Um, and then my real answer, I'm just gonna say two because one's a guy and one's a girl, Ooh, and I feel like they both have such similar vibes, and I don't care about either. And I've only seen each of them once, mm. and those movies are Drive. Oh. With Ryan Gosling and the Neon Demon with Elle Fanning. Mm -hmm. Did not care about either of those, quote, heroes' journeys. Yeah. Um, Are they really heroes' journeys? I mean, I I did not feel they were anti-heroes. Ryan Gosling is very clearly the protagonist. You don't get any backstory as to why he's doing the things that he's doing. There's, like, four lines of dialogue in the whole flipping movie. That movie movie was boring as... And the same song plays over and over again. And so I just don't really... I have much to say about it. And then with Neon Demon, yeah, she's the hero. She has a dream and she wants to achieve it. And so she goes out and does it. And it was super boring. Mm-hmm. I don't care about models or the modeling industry. <laughs> like It's a gross, vapid industry. And everything she did, I just didn't care about. And when she was successful, I was like, okay. <laughs> and honestly, it bums me out because now every single movie she's getting cast in is, you're the sexy teenager in a brightly colored neon film. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, with that new pop star one that she's going to be in? And yeah. that one where she's like Gotta an talk alien. to girls at parties. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's funny because all of her characters are always, you're beautiful. That's your main character trait. Mm-hmm. You don't speak because you're beautiful. <laughs> You're quiet because you're so pretty. You're beautiful people, to a dangerous yeah. degree. People yeah. just want to look at you, and that's that's your job. You yeah. don't do anything else, and it's that's not fair. <laughs> um, and I felt that way about Neon Demon is that she's always quiet and mumbling, and she's like, "I'm pretty, really. I'm I'm so pretty. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I'll funny. You know you're pretty. You're you know it. Yeah, you're like five ten, and you have the eyes of a baby doll. Like, yeah, a baby doll. <laughs> so I did I, not like those movies. I do think that there. I mean, I'm not a filmmaker. I do think there are certain aspects of film that a lot of people appreciate that I just don't because, to me, story is the most important. And I think both of those films, Drive especially, gets praised for other things that I just cannot have sustain a whole movie for me. Mm-mm. So, like, style style cannot sustain a movie for me. I'm sorry. I would never watch Drive again. That's very true. Yeah, because yeah. it is entirely style-based. All right, last question. Last question. Name a movie that opened up an actor's range in your eyes. So, um, that's kind of like, uh, you didn't know that they could play characters like this and pull it off, or it kind of, you know that it's going to lead them into a different, um, a range of characters that they can play that they weren't viewed as being able to do in the past. Break them out of a typecast. Mm -hmm. So, I'll give two honorable mentions because they're, Kind of similar. Steve Carell, I know that, ever, like, Foxcatcher was the big movie people talked about in, oh, this is going to break him out of that comedic thing. I never saw that, so maybe it did, but I didn't see it. I didn't care about that movie. When I saw him in The Way, Way Back, that's what did it for me, because I was mm-hmm. like, I've never not been on your side before, and man, you're horrible in this. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. Horrible. he's just the such, a, yeah, such a jerk, and you so believe it, and he's not funny at all. He doesn't have any funny lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I that's love that. Yeah, I like that you picked that because he was on my honorable mentions list, but for the Big Short. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! Just <laughs> funny, but I mean that was after way way back in Foxcatcher, and he's really yeah. good in both of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, my other honorable mention was Kristen Wiig. I know she does a lot of dramatic stuff. I don't think I've seen a ton of her dramatic stuff, but I always still kind of was like, I don't know if I quite buy that. But when I saw her in The Diary of a Teenage Girl, I was one hundred percent on board. I'm like, yeah. this is a messed up character and the stuff that you have to deal with and portray and feel is very harsh and it's also in a different era so I don't I was just very convinced by that that's your answer that's an honorable mention honorable mention oh she's on my honorable mentions list oh really wow. cool. for, for a other, different movie for other <laughs> that's movies. so cool yeah. uh and then my real pick because it is what to me at least it might have even been the one but broke him out of just being the funny rom-com guy oh. is Matthew McConaughey and Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, that was going to be one of my picks. That was, yeah? yeah, that was. Yeah, and I, I watched that with you, Kimmy. Yeah. Um, and I watched that, and I was like, okay, wow, this guy really can do something different. And then from then on, he was like, now I'm just going to lean into this person. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he can't really be Mr. Rom-Com anymore, but he Mud. totally was for years and Mud. years. What was that other one? Interstellar. Interstellar. Interstellar yeah. And then he did um, True Detective. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah, Mud is a really good one, too, but I saw Dallas Buyers Club first, and I went, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can do this, and I totally buy it. Yeah. I totally Dallas I was for it. sure not on the Matthew McConaughey train before that, mm. and then those movies came out. I was like, wow. Well, of course you were, and they were rom com. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was like, wow, you are one person. Yeah. Well, boy, was I wrong. All right, so my choice, I feel like it's kind of a given. Um, it's Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler. 
Ooh. That was on my list of That is a good choice. Right, and I know that he's a very accomplished actor. He's incredibly Mm -hmm. talented, and I think that he's had roles prior to Nightcrawler that really stretched him. Totally. Um, But then I saw Nightcrawler, and I was like, wow. Yeah. That was freaky as fuck. I loved it. It made me uncomfortable in all the right ways. Mm -hmm. And... I, I don't know. I think that he's so underrated. He's so underrated, and he's so versatile. Yeah. Courtney's like, yes. I'm, I just, gosh, like, <laughs> <laughs> he did so much work for Nightcrawler that he also had tied to his Donnie Darko days, which was yeah, in yeah. 2001. Yeah. Um, and it's just crazy that, you know, like, he he would not blink on purpose for mm-hmm. Nightcrawler. And then in Donnie Darko, he wouldn't blink, but he had his eyes kind of, like, half-closed all the time. Yeah. And then in Prisoners, he would blink, like, three uh, times a second. Thing. Yeah, so he's, just, yeah. like, his ideas and stuff, he's got such range. That's just, it's, it's kind of one of those characters where... Maybe not even a game changer one, the way that Matthew McConaughey is, but it is yeah, one I of agree. those. It's one of those ones where it's like, it's a highlight of your career where yeah. you look on their whole filmography and you go, "This one was so different." Yeah, You're like how did did you come up with this specific guy? Why does he get snubbed so much for Oscars? I don't know, man. That Nocturnal Animals. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. even prisoners, like, like, give him an Oscar. Yeah. Even like Brokeback Mountain, which I would argue Nightcrawler was bigger stretch than that, even yeah. though I know he had to do a ton of work personally, emotionally yeah. uh, um, on that role. Um, I, I don't know, Nightcrawler, yeah. I was like, yikes, I can't believe you went there. Yeah. Yeah, he lost like 20 pounds and he didn't have 20 crazy. pounds to lose. No. He's <laughs> like, I've envisioned this character as a coyote. Gotta be a coyote. <laughs> And he probably said that the way Lou does. He's like, I've envisioned this character. (laughs) It's just, like, I think what really makes a performance that I remember is when there are small ticks or small, you know, small adjustments to your own idiosyncrasies that they've developed for that character specifically. Which is why, I mean, obviously I'm not alone in this, but why Heath Ledger's Joker is so memorable because you just stare at his face and you're like, how are you doing all the things that you're, like, you are a different person. Mm -hmm. Entirely everything about you is different. That's what the Nightcrawler is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He did some of those idiosyncrasy work um, for his role in Brokeback Mountain as well. Mm. I, I read it. He has like a grimace and he keeps his lips like curled into his mouth because it's like representative of, you know, him having to stifle his true feelings, but it also has to do with him growing up on a farm and, and working with cattle and flies like not getting in your mouth. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Super sick. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so it's like it's it's See, both symbolic like, and um that's just effort that another actor wouldn't put in. Right. Yeah. And they, they might think go about unnoticed. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um so with mine I and hearing your answers, mine was right in thinking what the question was, but okay. you guys saying like It'll get them other roles and stuff. Like, I don't know that these have, so. Mm-hmm. Um, my honorable mentions, because um, I was so impressed by her and really proud of her and love this movie, but it hasn't really changed what she's been in, mm. is Aubrey Plaza and Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> she can do the drama. She's We already know her to be a comedic actress, yeah. but we also know her to just be a weird actress, and yeah. with this character, she's... She's much more just, like, on the normal playing field of people, but then she goes to these right. th- those other Aubrey Plaza places, which is great, of just being insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's so cool, and I, I love that movie. Uh, and then my other honorable mention would be Kristen Wiig 
And um, she did these movies fairly similar, uh, back-to-back-ish, and that was The Skeleton Twins. Mm, I want to see that. It's so good. It's so good. With Bill Hader, and just the two of them did drama so incredibly, and it breaks your heart, and... It, they left a lot of the, the funny, quirky stuff they do, like, at, at the door. They didn't bring it into the movie. Um, and then Welcome to Me is the other one. Ooh, that, that's actually on my watch yeah. list, like, on my phone. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, it, it, you know, she carries the movie on her shoulders, and she does so phenomenally. And there's even a scene in it where you're just like, wow, I can't believe Kristen Wiig was capable of that. And, cool. and she's one of my favorite actresses, so, like, I know what she's capable of, and I really like her. Um, so, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. But uh, my real answer is Brie Larson um, for Short Term 12. Hmm. Cool. Because I do think that opened her up to different roles and obviously got her room. Yeah. Which um, I actually watched that this week. And um, I want to say, too, that Courtney, when she she watched Room after we recorded last week's episode, mm -hmm. and she goes, man, that would have been such a good voiceover pick for last week. Yeah, it's really good. And then then I watched it again. I was like, yeah, it is really good. And then I was thinking, I was like, it wasn't (laughs) that often. You know, it's it's only like short little bursts of it, um, kind of like Vox Lux. But like one of the bursts that makes me cry the most is when he goes something like, Mommy tried to, to leave, to go but to she forgot early. me. I'm yeah, like, oh. Dumbo Ma. Dumbo Ma. Because she tried to get to heaven early. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've known Brie Larson for, she, gosh, like, her filmography, she's been acting since she was a child. Yeah. yeah. And it has been, like, a long way to get here. She was a pop here. star. She was a pop star. She was in Disney Channel original movies. She was in uh, Sleepover, mm-hmm. if you, Steve Carell's first movie. Um, that was his first movie? Mm-hmm. Cool. And then I watched her on United States of Terra, which she, she had some, some dramatic um, episodes in that. But, you know, she was just playing like a young, youthful teenager who was uh, funny and did, did silly things um, on it. And then Short Term 12, though, she's playing a character very similar to Ma in, in, very similar. in Room of just someone who's caring for a younger child and, and someone who's been through a lot. I was going to say similar backstory. Very similar backstory. Um, and I just think that she's an incredible actress and I'm happy that that um, movie was made and it kind of did really turn her career. Like, you know, she, she, she was in Room, she won an Oscar, she did those other blockbusters, she's now like going to be the new lead of the MCU. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I'm proud of Brie Larson. I think she's worked very hard to get where mm-hmm. she is. Absolutely. And I think she's a brilliant actress. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Movie time. Okay. Here goes. I watched Mary, Queen of Scots this week. I was really excited to watch it because I love films like that. I love historical period movies. And I love Saoirse Ronan. And I love Margot Robbie. And I know you guys do, too. Queens. Um... Accent queen. I'm, I'm kind of upset that I didn't like it very much. Mm. Um, Expected, honestly. Really? <laughs> um, but there's things I do like about it, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I'm, I'm kind of in, in retrospect. I maybe will, you know, not pick up another film that's about history because I'm about to ask you if you have any predictions for this film <laughs> and we you know if you know anything about history you kind of already know what happens but you there's, know there's luckily, luckily yeah. for you I don't remember shit I mean, about there's history there's stuff in this movie that you're not gonna guess which I think is great I'm really excited to talk about it but um, as far as anything else except for the historical you know plot points do you have any predictions about this movie <laughs> 
Margot Robbie's gonna throw her wig at some point. <laughs> okay. Because that shot of her looking yucko with yucko. no wiggle <laughs> and all that makeup, I really hope she like violently yanks it off and throws it in Sersha's face. Okay. And Sersha has like long, beautiful, natural hair. <laughs> I just want her to, to be resentful of that. I want like hair pulling at some point. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna get it. But Okay. Yeah. Is that all? Well, I mean, I know what happens to Mary. Yep. Yeah. I do, too. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Unless she gets beheaded. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I know. Um, I, I mean, the trailer, I think, makes it pretty obvious. It's, there's these two powerful women who will be the more powerful. It's also a man's world. Did you know that back in the day, women weren't anything? However, she became... Queen immediately because her dad died like right after she was born, right? Which one? Elizabeth? No, Mary. Mary? Sersha? Um, I don't have a lot of historical facts to back any of that up, and I don't know a lot about this time era. They um, didn't say that in the movie? Factually, I think they say that she got married when she was 15 and she was widowed when she was 18, and then she Whoa. returns to Scotland. At her home country when she was previously in France. And gets okay. married again. Well, that's part of the movie, so. Okay, yeah, so she's had a couple husbands, but, it, like, it was a man's world back then, but it was also hugely about familial lines and yeah. um, inheriting the throne, I think. So I think that, yeah, like, she's she knows power. She knows what it is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the power struggle, I think, is going to be good in that sense of both of them knowing what power is like yeah. and having a taste for it. Right. I, yeah. I feel like a big part of this movie was like, you know these two beautiful women? Let's pretend like they're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We'll try to make really you funny. think that they're struggling to be beautiful and uh, powerful and um, influential. I feel like the line that was so big in the trailer is going to be an actual letdown when you watch it of... If you murder me, you murder your queen. I feel like it's not <laughs> going to be queen. good in the movie. Okay. <laughs> Is that an accurate prediction? I don't know. We'll um, see. Or maybe it was. Maybe it was just a straight punch to the face. I'm I hoping there's some kind of, um, how do I say this in a not weird way, like sexual lure where it's like, I'm going to get at you by like having sex with your right-hand man, and then oh, he'll be on my side. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, some, some like, sexual power play stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems like I'm right, guys. <laughs> I want to I wanna predict, which one do you think is going to be the, quote, bitch, Kayleen? Which one do you think is going to be, like, the one, the antagonist that we're not rooting for? I think we're going to be more rooting for Margot, kind of like we were in Itania, because she seems like the one who, the odds are against her. Okay. You know? Okay. And I, I like I'm really wondering is Sersha gonna be like super mean at times? But then again, she's the one who's gonna lose her head, so maybe Margot's like awful. I think they're gonna have uh I know that they I know from interviews with those actresses that they actually don't act, meet up in the movie till kinda later in the film, right? And so I think that I'm I wish there were some bitchy banter scenes, but I think if we get that it's gonna be like one and then that's really all we get. You murder your queen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit to um, trying to practice the accent as I was watching the movie, and I oh, was yeah. just like so shit at accents, you guys. I cannot oh. do it. I For Irish accents, I can never pull it's them Scottish. out of... It's Scottish. That sounded like her normal accent, though. No, that, that was her name, Scottish. Was yep, it? Okay. Yeah. 
If you um, murder me, you murder your queen. Would be Irish. <laughs> if you murder me, you murder your Those queen. Those sound the same to me. No, Scottish is just much more down here. <laughs> <laughs> With Irish or Scottish, but this is more Irish. I don't think I can really ever do Scottish except for when, when I was like, you had the chance. Scottish has to change your fate. Would ya? Fucking Shrek. Fucking Shrek. Donkey. <laughs> uh, so Scottish, I either have to do Shrek, and um, Irish, I can only do right after I've heard it. So let's begin. All right. Do you have fun facts to place throughout this? I do. I do have fun facts, That's and cool. I kind of okay. want to talk about them um, a little bit later. But That's fine. I will I say, was just curious for the first one. The, really, the only thing that um, the director and people involved with creating this film had to go to base Mary and Elizabeth's relationship off on was this correspondence of letters that they had mm. between one another. And they do a lot of that in the movie and their actual letters that they did send between one another. However, there are historical inaccuracies surrounding that, really surrounding this entire movie that mm. obviously had historians up in a little... Tussle oh, no. around it. <laughs> Bunch um, of nerds smacking each other with books. <laughs> they um, were like, Freddie Mercury didn't even know he had AIDS alive. <laughs> <laughs> but there's actually kind of really big things that they made up. The first being... Oh, I'm ready. I mean, that's fair. Like, who's mm. going to fight you? It was 400 years ago. The historians. <laughs> actually, some article that I read was... Nobody really can agree. So kind of like choose. We're never going to know. So mm. choose your own fit. Choose I your don't own think I, I need the most historically accurate version of this. No, like, I'm like, entertain me. Yeah. Like, we'll maybe be upset like, about this, though. My favorite? We'll be upset. Um, oh, I'm ready. Saoirse Ronan has a Scottish accent. You know, that's plain to see because she's the Queen of Scotland. <laughs> queen of Scots. Historically speaking... Mary, Queen of Scots, never had a Scottish accent because she was raised in France. So. so this is like how late Miz everyone has British accents. <laughs> okay, so the movie opens. Bum, bum. Mary is in prison. Shocker. Okay, adult Mary. Adult Mary is in prison. Wig or no wig? It's Mary. She doesn't have a wig. <laughs> She's just got beautiful natural hair. Yeah. Actually, we'll get to some of that a little bit later. Okay. She's... In prison, which, if you know anything about history, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. And Technically, is this movie a spoiler? <laughs> no. So, she is in prison. They take her to the head chopping block, right? <laughs> they put a bag over her head. Is it full guillotine style? or is No, it it's, a, they're going to use a fucking axe. Oh, like my. With, like yeah. with Buckbeak. Also, yeah. <laughs> Except for, you know what? It's inside. They chop her head off inside. So the head can roll all over the place? No. <laughs> oh, you got blood everywhere. <laughs> um, Get a basket like the French did. <laughs> like in Papillon. Actually, if I recall, I don't think there's even a basket, so I don't know what they're going to do. Oh. Stupid. Get your head a basket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's saying a prayer, and we see her from underneath the blanket, staring straight into the camera, and she's saying a prayer, and then suddenly she barfs. And we're actually... Uh, she's about to get her head Hold on, it switches, and we're actually on the shores of Scotland. Oh. So it's a time jump, you know, we're meant to think she's that... She's barfing on a boat? She's on the shore now, oh. and she's just, you know, trying to get rid of her sea legs, and oh, she's just like, all over the place. Sersha barfed on a boat in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> she barfs on the shore. She gets seasick. It's 1561, she's 19 years old, she's recently widowed, 
And she's returning to her home country of uh, Scotland. And she's received there by her half-brother, the Earl of Moray. Okay? And she's really happy to see him. And he looks like a grizzly lumberjack type of guy. Like a Scottish man? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a Scottish man. <laughs> um, and she's there to reclaim her rightful place um, in royalty. And she's going to hold a meeting to kind of talk about how she wants to settle ties between England and Scotland. Right? Meanwhile... In the neighboring England, which, to be honest, is literally, you can see it from across <laughs> the water. It's really not that far at all. Oh, wow. And um, it's her 28-year-old cousin, Elizabeth, Protestant Queen of England, right? She's not married. She doesn't have any kids. And she's threatened by Mary's return because she technically has some ties to the throne if she gets married and has an heir. Um, Mary has this meeting with a cleric, John Knox, and he looks like in all those Renaissance, you know, paintings that you see, the big beardy guys, you can hardly see their face, kind of like a Plato-esque type person. Mm, They're kind of making fun of him. They're like, oh, that guy, you know, he has some different kind of religious ideas than Mary wants to institute. He's like, get this, divorce. (laughs) (laughs) They, they make fun of him when he bows at her by playing a violin. They go, and he's, they're like, she, Mary holds this council to where she's going to talk about what she wants to do with ties to England, right? And she says, everyone's going to be able to worship who they want to worship. John Knox is like, no, that's not the way. Also, I'm David Tennant. Nice. Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> Wait, big beardy guy? Yep. Oh, so he's hiding in there. Yeah. There's a small he's hiding in there. <laughs> it's a small man. Like, of course they would pick him. He has a great accent. Was that, that was a surprise to you, right? He's yeah. Scottish. I was like, awesome. holy shit, is that David Tennant? Yeah. Yep. So John Knox is a Protestant uh, leader of the Scottish Reformation, and he's like, he really sticks it to Mary, and he's like, you're no good for our country. You're a danger to our rule. And she says, get the fuck out. And so he In does. those words? Uh, she <laughs> says, GTFO, John. <laughs> no, she doesn't curse. She says, how dare you talk to me? You're dismissed from this council. Not as fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of... In, in, it, it's, it's kind of exciting to see because she's a 19-year-old talking to this much, much mm. older guy. Mm. She's very assertive. She's very immediately powerful. You can tell that she knows a lot about the goings-on. Of royalty and I would rule. hope so. If you're raised to be that way, that she's you would know how super to. smart. Sersha, throughout this entire movie, looks regal as hell. That's cool. She just puked and she rallied. Okay, she <laughs> She looks great. Also, everybody has conehead hairstyle. Yeah, I don't like it. It's pretty interesting. Kinda I was like, like, I don't know where this came from. Um, and then I find out that you can take it off. Yeah. It's like a hair piece. You know, like how people used to have those scrunchies that were made of hair? Oh, yeah. Or like a sure. bump it, but it's like made of hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just, she's like, oh, I'm done with my meeting. I'm just going to pop off my cone head here. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty sick. That's so weird. I thought it was just like really revolutionary for hair stuff at that time. I feel like it makes it more relatable, if anything. It's like, phew, that was a long day at Conan. <laughs> So, 
I didn't realize this until a little bit into the movie, but Margot Robbie as Elizabeth has a prosthetic nose. Made to look a lot archier, and okay. I don't know if that's... I'm, I'm assuming that it's, they're meant to try to make her look a lot like the real thing. Yeah. And um, they're like, look at us. We're trying to make her look a little uglier. She's a little uglier. <laughs> Hide her beautiful face. Serge Ronan is so much prettier than Margot Robbie in this, but I'm really just like... She, she looks gorgeous still. Right. Is she always wearing the white face or no? No, at the beginning she's normal. Oh, okay. Okay, so I bet she's beautiful. Mary decides to write a letter to Elizabeth saying, Hey, bud, I know that things are kind of strange between us, but let's be friends. I think that you're cool. You're my cousin, and I want things to be chill between us. Here is a tiny painting of myself so that you can look at me. <laughs> she looks at the painting, and... It looks nothing like Cersei Ronan. She has a really different shaped nose. And she's like, ah, that's what she looks like. (laughs) And I just thought that was really interesting because if you don't know what people look like from across the country, you have to send a painting. That's the only way. You can't do photos. Hysterical. You can't do videos. And you just kind of have to trust that the artist was accurate. Right. right? And honestly, even if they had already been in the same room at this point and she hadn't seen her in five days, she'd be like, that's kind of what I remember. (laughs) (laughs) But she's never met her. No. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I'd right. love a crudely drawn picture of one of you and be like, this is me. <laughs> this is my best friend. Imagine if, um, like, Tinder were like that. Like, you'd draw a picture of yourself. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> this is what you could kind of expect. So, really, you only get dates based on your artistic ability. Yeah. <laughs> so, Margot Robbie looks at this painting of Saoirse, and there's a mirror right next to oh, her it. face. And so, she's looking at the painting, and she's looking at her face, and I don't know if this is supposed to be some kind of symbolism, but the reflection of her face is like a circus mirror. What? And she's got like a tiny mouth and screwed uh, up eyes. And what? it's like, well, it's, I, the mirrors were bad back then. Yeah, were they bad? It's like a warped mirror, so she looks kind of like scary. <laughs> so is she, is she concerned? She's like, this painting is so much prettier than me. I don't know. Um, that's a. Guys, why were mirrors messed up back then? That's a big thing. They just flat? Uh, I yeah. just don't know how good they were. Interesting. I feel like everyone back then only like looked at themselves in like a spoon and was like, this is my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's meant to be symbolism or, or not. I thought that it was hilarious because, I, I don't know, they're like, look, look how ugly she is. Yeah. She's so, she's ugly in the reflection next to this painting that looks nothing like the actor. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't know, it gave me a good chuckle. And a big running theme throughout all this is that Elizabeth is jealous and afraid and paranoid about Mary trying to take her power. She's not as pretty as the drawing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So an attempt to um, weaken Mary's uh, claim to her her sovereignty, um, Elizabeth arranges for Mary to um, get married to an English Catholic. And that's the only way that she's going to be uh, rightful to the throne. And she's like, let's send somebody over that we trust to be a suitor. Let's mail order somebody over to Mary, and we'll say, you have to marry this dude. And Elizabeth chooses Robert Dudley, who is played by um, the guy from The Favorite. Oh. Joe Owen. The problem is, Elizabeth secretly loves Robert Dudley. Oh. But because she wants, you know... To keep her power, she sacrifices that and gives him to yeah. marry as a proposition. Um, he shows up, and neither of them want to marry each other, so they send him back. 
that's all happening at a gorgeous backyard party in Scotland, right? There's humans dressed up like dogs running around. There's nymphs. There, it, it's like their main source of entertainment, this kind of dress-up play slash, you know, party that kind of looks like a happier version of Sleep No More. <laughs> it's very, very intricate. And something that is really interesting about this film is how life is portrayed in Scotland. They all look like cave dwellers. And they all, like, live in caves, and everything is dark and murky. And I just, I tried to do some research on this to see how accurate their living conditions and their customs and stuff were portrayed, and I really couldn't find anything. Interesting. It's unlike something that I've ever seen before, so I'm just going to have to take it for what it is. I thought it was really interesting to watch. Mm, Interesting. That they do it like this. It's very uh, apparent from very early on in the movie that... This movie is going to be about two very intelligent women who are surrounded by a world of men. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch, bunch of shots of men crowded in rooms trying to take things into their own hands behind their back. And they're just, the two women are very formidable leaders. They're very cautious and calculating. And they are really good at finding out the backstabbers for the most part and trying to assert their rule. And so, like, you're right. Kayleen, it's very much women in a men's world, and uh, that's really what the entire movie is about. That's also just, like, so crappy, because they're already fighting for power against each other, but then you have to worry about these men being like, nah, screw these women. Exactly, and a lot of their correspondence talks about, like, let's meet face-to-face. It's not fair that we would have to send envoys back and forth to talk about what we could easily deal with Mm. by ourselves. Plus, who knows, like, they could manipulate what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, they don't trust these guys around Mm -hmm. them, and rightfully so, because they're constantly trying to trip them up behind their backs. Um, This really funny scene happens that just is all, you know, it's a very, like, feminist movie, and they kind of make a lot of jibes at the men throughout the entire movie. Uh, Mary is with all of her ladies-in-waiting. They're kind of getting dressed. Most of this movie is them getting dressed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's period films for you. She said all of her ladies-in-waiting are all virgins, and they all say, We've never been with men. Obviously, we don't know what it's like. You have. What is it like? And Mary says... I've only been with one man, and he shook terribly. The poor boy did what the best that he could. Oh. And I was like, snaps, bitch, you know? He shook terribly? Like he was nervous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or does she mean, like, shook, like, thrusting? No, no, he, oh, he was nervous. <laughs> and that was her husband? That was her husband before he died, yeah. But, like, how she many... She was married for three years. I was going to say, you were, <laughs> you were nervous. Maybe she's being insensitive. Uh, another interesting thing about this movie is that there's a character who is kind of the uh, back-and-forth person, messenger between Elizabeth and Mary. He's on Elizabeth's side. Uh, the, the messenger's name is Lord Thomas Randolph. He's played by Adrian Lester, who is a black actor. Um, and I thought that was interesting because I never... I didn't think that that was historically accurate. Um, likewise, one of... Was it? Hold hold on. One of Mary's, um, confidants... I'm sorry, one of Elizabeth's confidants is, uh, Elizabeth Hardwick, and she's played by Gemma Chan, who's an Asian actress. And historians knocked this choice because they're like, that person was white. 
that person was white. And the director released a statement that said there was no way I was going to do a period drama of an all-white cast. Which I thought was really cool. This film is pretty diverse for being a period was film. That, was that just because they wanted to be inclusive? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just because they wanted to give more opportunities to different actors. That's it's not historically accurate. Yeah, for historians to, to really be so up in arms about it, it's... It it's is like, it well, is. then we can't make any more period pieces because they're very white and we've made plenty of those. <laughs> yeah, I don't need more of that. Um, especially, like, that's great. Like, yeah, include people. Okay, so suddenly Elizabeth gets the pox, right? In the middle smallpox. of the night, she gets word that um, Elizabeth has smallpox. Elizabeth gets the pox? Yeah. And then gets word that Elizabeth has the pox? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> In the middle of the night, Mary gets word that Elizabeth has smallpox, right? How do they find that out so fast? Aren't they far apart? They you are. Can see England. <laughs> I can see your smallpox. Somebody. <laughs> Title. Um, that sounds actually, like a diss. <laughs> I can see your smallpox from here. Actually, um, a lady-in-waiting hooks up with one of Elizabeth's messengers and finds it out that way. Mm. And she runs and tells Mary, My lady has the pox. <laughs> she Chicken says, or small? <laughs> but. Chicken <laughs> 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 Oh my goodness. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, um, Margot Robbie gets the pox. She looks gnarly <laughs> as hell. It must have been terrible to have the pox back then. Do they then. look like chicken pox? What do you look like when you have they look, pox? They look... I thought that they were going to be big welts. They're a shit ton of tiny... Isn't that what like chicken, chicken pox, pox looks like? But they're, like, kind of infected and black. Mary takes this as a way to kind of get ahead. She writes a letter and what says... <laughs> Sorry about your smallpox. She actually says a line. She says, is it is it bad that I'm excited? What? She wrote that in a letter. No, no, she tells it to her <laughs> ladies and waiting. Oh. She says, "Is it is it wrong that I'm you know excited about this?" And they say, "It's God's will." And you're right, it is God's oh. will. She sends her kind of a snooty <laughs> letter and says, "You know, thanks for sending Robert Dudley, but I know he's your special friend, <laughs> so we're gonna send him back." And also, um, I'm only going to um, accept your next suitor if you make me your next heir because I know that you've got the smallpox. And she's... Whoa. Elizabeth runs through the castle to Robert Dudley. She knows! She knows about us! No! And cries, and it's very horrible and ugly and scary, and <laughs> way to go, Margot Robbie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everybody flees from her because she's so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so, instead, Elizabeth secretly sends another suitor over, Lord Darnley, to Scotland. Lord Darnley, Lord Dudley, and yeah, Lord Darnley. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Dursley. I feel like there was another Harry one. Potter. <laughs> it's very, it's very confusing. Um, he's kind of a good-looking dude. He seems like he doesn't really, that he's kind of a playboy, and his father goes with him and says, don't talk. Let me do the talking, you snitwit. <laughs> and they show up in Scotland, and... Mary and all of her ladies-in-waiting are all dressed the same, and they're sitting in seats, and they all look like ladies-in-waiting. That sounds scary. And I'm like, is this what you do for fun? You're like, oh, some guests out here, let's make them choose which one's the queen. That's so that's legit. scary. That's legit what's happening. That's kind of like when uh, Padme would be like, which yeah. one, is it me, or is it Karen Knightley? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you shot Karen Knightley. 
And um, this is a face-off callback where he's like, "Which one's your dad? <laughs> <laughs> You're not my dad. <laughs> my dad um, would never lick me." <laughs> Lord Darnley says, "Dad, <laughs> I got this. I can figure it out." He kind of <laughs> this is what you do for fun, <laughs> duck, duck. Yeah, duck. pretty much. He says, "It's not you. It's not you. It's not you." Hold on, he's doing this about Elizabeth or Mary? Mary. Okay. He shows up at Mary's house because he's the Elizabeth, new suitor. Be like, you have smallpox. <laughs> They've also sent um, Darnley because he's also like um, a confidant of Elizabeth, and they're like, if you marry her, then you can kind of you know, be her puppet master and Mm, we'll have her under. Rude. So he's kind of like being really flirtatious and he's like, ha ha, it's you. I found you. To search. Yeah. And she's like, oh yes, I suspect that you have ulterior motives. So I'm, I'm not going to be super, you know, flirty with you back. But Darnley keeps following after Does her. Does she say that? Like, she says she's on to him? You can tell that she's um, suspicious about Okay, his but she motives. doesn't, like, I thought she's, like, telling him off right now. They actually, they go on a walk, and he wins her over. But she goes to her chamber, and she says, get me ready. And all of the, her ladies-in-waiting kind of undress her, and they shoo everybody out of the bedroom, and they put her in this, like, cloth-covered bed and say, Darnley, why don't you come in here? And he's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, Ew. This is for me. And This is for me. That's how men talked about women. They kind of set up a place for them to basically just, like, make out. Oh, it sounded like it was going to be way more than Darnley that. Right? Gonna you think right it is, now. right? You think, but they're they're basically just there to kind of like shallowy like hook up a little bit. Okay. And she's got her friend with her, who's a guy. And earlier in the movie, they kind of do a commentary about him being gay. He says he's dressed up in girl clothes, and he says, "Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm a sister more than a brother." Oops, sorry, I forget myself. I shouldn't say that in front of you guys. And um, Mary says, you can be whoever you want to be. You're one of us. Who is this? <laughs> Where did he come in? He's in the room. While they're making out? Yes. What? Oh. Why? Because you Why can't leave there? someone unattended. Oh. But what if they wanted to bone? <laughs> he says, you guys need <laughs> to let me finish. Me. I'm going to explain everything. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay? He says, I'm going to play music and watch you guys, so I'm not going to hear anything. That's like Dwight where he makes the mixtape for Michael when he's going to bone a woman, and it's like, hello, yeah. you are a lucky woman chosen oh by God. Michael Scott. <laughs> um, so they're macking out while her gay friend is playing music, Ew. you know, and he starts to go down and kind of lift up her dress, and she says, no, I can't. I can't do it. And he's like, oh, it's not that. And then oh, oh my God, he goes what? downtown on her, and Sergia gets a whole kind of like a scene. Oh, oh, oh like she oh, thought she it was, was saying, like, I'm not going to have sex with you. Yeah, you yeah. Mean, I, th- I figure that's what it was to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right. There is kind of like a really kind of slutty part. Cool. You know? And um, it's pretty rad. But this wasn't, like, for her to get back at anyone, was it? Yeah. Kayleen was saying, like, it had to be a sexual power play. Like, I'm going to bone your husband. Or, like, well, I'm going to bone your confidant, and he's going to be on my side. Yeah. All the while, she's trying to gain power in some way. But also, her. this is fun. Yes. And then she says, they're done, and she's like, wow, that was the best thing I've ever experienced. 
do I need to do anything for you? And he says, nah, hun, this one's on the house. He, he did not say that. that. He doesn't say that, you guys. Give me some creative license <laughs> no, 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 here. No, 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 does he say it? I, I, I just want to know what you mean, though. Like, he, I, says, I, <laughs> he says, no, I'm good, hun. Like, oh, okay. He says, I'm I, good. He's <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought I really felt like he was gonna say this one's on the house. When was that? When did that I just, turn? I want to know what he actually said. If he was like, "My lady, never." <laughs> like, yeah. I want to know what she he means. says, he, uh, "He's gonna leave," and she goes, "Do you?" Like he says, "Like no, I'm all right," or whatever. Okay. Like, I thought that joke was gonna go over better than. It did. I'm so sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get to go back and see what's up with Elizabeth. Boy, does she look bad. <laughs> and she's kind of just freeballing it. She's like, "Yeah, this is how I look now. I have scars all over my face. Half my hair is gone. That's Aww. what happens when you get oh, small." Is that why she wears all the white makeup? Yeah, but oh, right now. That right. was a style choice. <laughs> no, right now, while she's in England the entire time, she never wears makeup. Elizabeth is kind of freaking out because she hears that Mary's going to get married to Darnley, and that's kind of going to be a rise in her power. Why did she send him over there then? Because she didn't want to send her hubby over. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, um. Oh, she's married, but she also has a thing for Darnley? Elizabeth is not married. No. Are you talking, wait, are you talking about the guy that she has a thing with? She, she has a him. thing with Dudley. Yeah, but she already sent him over. Yeah, and, and Mary was like, I don't want him. Yeah, but then now she's mad about her second choice getting picked? Like, one of them's gonna get picked, bro. So Mary and Darnley get married, right? And it's very exciting. But on their wedding night, Darnley gets frisky with her gay friend. <gasps> oh! No! You see them kind of... Is it of because he was in the room yet again? <laughs> Well, it's kind of found out that Darnley's been gay this whole time. So she had to, like, she had sex with a guy who was nervous, and now she's having sex Aww. with a gay man. She sees, she finds him uh, in bed with her gay On her friend. wedding night? No, the day after, the oh. morning after. And she's looking down on them, and she grabs a glob- goblet of wine, and she dumps it on them, and she goes, wake up! Love it. <laughs> it's time for you to, you know, things are a brewing, we gotta go. Uh, that was pretty startling. So this guy's been gay the whole time, and now she's for sure married to him, and she has to stay married to him because she doesn't believe in divorce and because she's had the most power that she's had so far. Yeah. So she's got to stay. Do you think that Elizabeth knew he was gay? No. She didn't? Okay. No. It was very hush-hush. Because that, that would have been a good f- trick. <laughs> I gave you a gay one. Yeah. I can Good see luck. Your, I can see your small fox from here. I can see your gay husband from here. <laughs> um, both kingdoms demand that Darnley returns to England, but Mary says, no, her, you better, you know, fuck off. And Mary's... Did she actually say that? <laughs> um, Mary's um, half-brother, Moray, says, I've worked tirelessly and endlessly and through a bunch of bloodshed to secure your place right now and you're pissing it away. How dare you? And she says, how dare you talk to me in front of all of my councilmen? That way I'm your queen. I'm gonna banish you. And it's actually a really sad part That's because sad. they love each other like brother and sister and um, he's That's probably like one of her leave. only people she's actually close to, yeah, right? Yeah, it's true. They actually have civil war because uh, Beardy David Tennant is like, she's a whore. She is a harlot. Like, and she stands for not our same religious beliefs. Wait, why would he say she's a harlot? 
There's a lot of rumors going around throughout most of Mary's reign. And also, it doesn't really matter how much power they have or what they do to secure their rightful place. There's always the noblemen in the background. Yeah, a man will just call a girl a whore for no reason. <laughs> and yeah, and they believe him. So there's civil war. And the same thing is true today. <laughs> there's civil war between... Um, if you say so, David Tennant. <laughs> the people who stand with Mary and the people who stand with Knox. Oh. And they fight each other and Mary wins and banished and um, forces her half-brother into exile. Mm. And she actually stops the fight before he's killed and they kind of have a look between each other. Like a... It's like a I'm sparing your life look. But yeah. is it... Do you think that it's like a nice moment and they're having kind of... Or is it just he's like, I mean, I still hate you. You know what I mean? That because of her position, she's forced um, to do certain things mm-hmm. which breaks up their relationship even though they have res- residing love for each other. Do you think that he still doesn't like her or do you think that he No, they gets love it? each other. Okay. It's just because of what they stand for, they yeah. can't yeah. This is kind of the halfway point of the film. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, I think my predictions are still the same. I guess now I have to adjust to the fact that she's married to a gay man because She does have a kid though, doesn't she? Yeah, that's about to come up. Okay. Oh, but does she already have a kid or no? She doesn't have a kid. So she, okay, so she's going to have a kid with the, Dar- what's his name, Darnie? Darnley. Darnley. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I really want something to happen so that she can have a husband she likes. Like I don't think, it's, I don't think there's any joy for Mary. I think her life sucks. Aww. Yeah, it, it really does. And Just, this is probably why I begged the question, you know, what movies have you, you know, not really cared for the protagonist? Why aren't you caring for her? Up to this point, I'm not really, because they're so formidable and almost emotionless because they're like, duty, 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 that you kind of miss out on their humanity. Mm. Okay, because your explanation, I'm feeling bad for her. But I think it's because of the way that Kimmy talks. And it's also just our discussion of it, like, and the empathy, but I guess in that moment, like, yeah, I can see why I have... Yeah. Um, Saoirse Ronan is featured Far more than Margot Robbie in this movie, which I didn't think was going to be the case. She's the lead in... Well, she's married. Yeah. I was going to say, I I did think it was going to be more equal, but, I mean, the film is named after her, so I guess it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Anything else from you guys? Um, I mean, she's going to have a kid, and I really don't understand where the plotting comes in, because I know that, like, Mary is sentenced to death for plotting against her queen, Elizabeth, but I don't understand why Mary is like, I'm your queen... What is Elizabeth doing over here? Mm-hmm. I really don't know much about. I was gonna say I want how more we get stuff. how we get from from life to death in yeah. this case. I'm sorry, yeah. we really don't get a lot of Margot, like at all, hardly I at all. I want also, her to get a man. Really wish there was more with Margot, but I can't really predict much else except for obviously she somehow comes out on top because bye bye Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't really know how because she seems like she's A, not talked about, B, unimportant, and C, like, really has a lot going against her. But clearly she's going to figure something out. But also, like, even after she, she, she eliminates her enemy, what, what do you have? Smallpox. <laughs> and no husband. And yeah. I think it's going to end with her being like, <laughs> really dramatically looking in that tiny mirror and going, oh my god, I've killed my best friend. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like she's going to, I don't know, that she's doing all this for power and it's like she'd never really had that many friends. Like, what is this fight about? 
What do you What do you want in life? I think that you think yeah, you want something different. I think different. they all want this this abstract idea of quote power. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Which is like, how about you all just like try and live past forty? Like, what are you doing? You're not doing a very good job. <laughs> they actually all kind of are trying to. They all say that they're looking for power under the guise of this is I'm doing this for my country. This is what's mm-hmm. right for my yeah. country and my God. There's a lot of divinity stuff, yeah. that goes with it. Okay. Um and. Elizabeth is Protestant and Mary is wanting to let everyone choose their own religion? Yeah, so, something like that. I'm not super versed. Okay. I don't really know. The, uh, okay? Yeah. Okay. So everything has kind of been working out for Mary generally for the most part mm-hmm. uh, up until now. Things are going to start going downhill for her now. And that's kind of where I liked the movie better. Is when stuff went downhill. When things are going not well for her. And because then maybe we can see her humanity. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly right. So she says, the next thing I need to do is get a baby. And I know that you're gay, but you're going to, you know, you're going to do me and we're going to get a baby. Wow. And I mean, he says, only if I turn you around. Oh, <laughs> actually, this is so sad. It is really sad. And he smacks her, and it's horrible. Oh my gosh, punch him. Actually, <laughs> and you know what else is but pretty funny? But she probably funny? doesn't want to turn him off if she's trying to get a baby. No, she says she's kind of, they kind of have a fist fight, actually. Oh, before they have sex? Yeah. Oh. Mary does get pregnant, and she kind of stays in hiding for several months until she's fully pregnant. And she declares, ta-da, I did it, I got pregnant, my child is the heir of Scotland and and England. Okay. Which is obviously very deeply offensive to the English because she's being very presumptuous Mm. about that. Um, We cut to a scene of Margot, uh, sorry, Elizabeth, in, you know, she's touching some horses in her stall, and (laughs) she's... I don't know, they kind of talk about, you know, this is kind of, you know, sketchy business for you because you're not married, you don't have a child. And she's like, I'm really more man than woman at this point because of the throne and I'm mm. going to remain that way. And if that means that I'm never going to have a child, then so be it. And then she looks over at a brand new foal and she kind of looks at it longingly. And then she looks at her shadow on the ground and she gets a, a piece of blanket. No, she's not going to hurt the horse, is she? No. Oh, okay. She gets a piece like, of blanket. Like, a rabbit situation? And she puts it up to her stomach and looks at her shadow and sees what she's going to look like if she was pregnant. She has a bit of a cry. And I, I cried a little bit. Oh, that is that sad. sad. Because she's sacrificing this thing that she really, really right. wants and that she's jealous of her cousin for having for the betterment of her mm-hmm. country. That is sad. You know what's sad about this? And, and like, not, this isn't the only movie to do this, of course, but when... It's like the grass is greener thing. Like, oh, she gets to have this thing that I don't, but it's like her life is not nice either, dude. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Mary decides to settle tensions between her and her half-brother and invite him back to court. And it's actually a really touching scene where she says, I want you to be able to hold my child. And you know what? I'm going to name him after my dad and you because they have the same name. I'm going to name him James. And I want you to be able to, like, play with him. And and he cries, and he says, I don't deserve your love. And they hug each other, and they go back to court together. Oh, that is nice. It is really sweet. I, I love their relationship as half-brother and sister. It's super believable. It's, like, super burly guy next to this gorgeous, regal woman. And I'm like, totally believe it. But things aren't good, because Moray and Darnley's father talk, and they say that there's 
rumors spreading around, probably from Knox and people who are non-believers of Mary, that she's her child is born of adultery. Oh my gosh, can they calm down legitimacy. about her? And it is fathered by Rizzio, who is who her... Who the hell is that? Rizzio's her gay friend. I just haven't said it. Oh, oh what? Again, what? <laughs> She's not the one fooling around with Rizzio. Leave her alone. You can say whatever you want, and people are like, yeah, that's right. She's an uh. adulterer. She locks the baby's um, father, uh, Darnley, out of the birthing chamber, and he's like, let me in, let me in. He comes in, and Rizzio is in there, mm. and... He's like, why is he allowed in here and not me? Because he's my friend. And father of your child. And she says, you know, you betrayed me. You're a traitor in my eyes. And he's like, I'm your husband. I'm the king, as you promised me. And also, don't you love me? Kind of trying to get back in her good graces. And she says, you gave me an heir to two thrones. That matters more than love. And like, that's it's just kind of like going on with the whole, you know, these two women are sacrificing a lot of luxury for what they believe in. I would hate to live in this time period because it's like you're either going through this or you're like living with a bunch of cows in a hut. Honestly, thank you for bringing that up because that's a point that I wanted to make. Life back then looked exhausting. Mm. But also tediously boring. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Mm Mm-hmm. The customs, the bowing, you have to stand up or else you're going to get killed. Everything, everything has a rule. Everything has a custom that you have to follow. You have to be dressed a certain way. Even if you're getting undressed for sex, you got to be in a certain kind of way. It's like, it's very exhausting. I don't know how people make it through the day without falling down. I do not know. (laughs) Everybody died so young of just depression. Yeah. (laughs) Or Rats, rats. <laughs> the plague's coming up. <laughs> um, hearing the rumors about Mary potentially being an adulterer, John Knox capitalizes on this and preaches to his parish that she's an adulteress. Got said it. she needs to die. She needs to die. And it's this very dramatic. Like people in the clergy, is that what it is? Are like, you know, thumping on the desks rhythmically to his rousing speech and I'm like I'm pretty sure that that never happens I don't know I mean maybe he's like let's get some beat poetry in here you know like it's part of it (laughs) put some rhythm behind my speech again more entertaining for fun let's (laughs) shame people to die she needs to die that's really what happens they go kill the girl kill the girl are you serious kill the girl she's a woman she has a child they often talk about her as if she's a child and she says don't talk to me as if I'm a child that's my that's my Scottish that's my Scottish honestly that's exactly her character don't talk to me as if I'm a child (laughs) yeah that's pretty good so Darnley's getting kind of scared that all these rumors surrounding Mary and Rizzio are going to reveal his um, homosexuality. He actually gets coerced by, like, his dad and her half-brother to murder Rizzio. Uh, what? That's for, a leap. For adultery. Oh, is he in love with him, though? Kind of. Oh my gosh. But well, that's just ugh. But he doesn't ugh. want to be found out that he's gay too because he's a nobleman. That is so sad. <laughs> yeah. It, knowing been, that your boyfriend definitely didn't have sex with your wife and then being like, I know you had sex with my wife, I'm gonna yeah. kill you. Also, I don't know if I said this, but Mary has forgiven Rizzio for his Aww. indiscretion and 
He said, that's okay. Aww. You're still yeah. my friend. And uh, she seems nice. like a very forgiving person in, in that regard. There's this horrible scene that looks like a Renaissance painting of all of these men gathered around in a candlelit corner trying to convince Darnley, you know, you better be on board with this. And he finally signs the paper. Yeah. To do what? Um, it's like a document that says, yeah, you are an adulterer. You deserve <gasps> to die. Oh. About Ritu. Yes. Okay. Wow. They bust into... But why would they kill him and not her? Because she's you the can't queen kill still. the queen. I mean, they're gonna... Um, that is silly, though. Yeah. yeah. They bust into the birthing chamber because she's still pregnant. Again? She No, she's just still pregnant. She hasn't had the kid yet. So the birthing chamber is just a place you live till you You kind of sit around there with all oh, your ladies. Oh, oh I, I thought, thought she was in, like, birth, I thought when labor. Ritio was there, it's because she was giving birth. It's a bed, and she's pregnant, and they kind of stay in there and rest. God, life sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know what's obviously not funny, because back then it was very serious, but what's funny about this is, like, if you say things like this nowadays, it just sounds like this really dramatic thing. Like, yeah. of... Birthing uh, chamber? Well, everything. Like, uh... Well, I guess I gotta kill that guy because this thing, it's like, it's basically like you get in a fight, you could kill that person because, like, yeah. no disrespect. <laughs> there were no rules yeah. back then. So, yeah. all these men who were just at the meeting kind of crash into her birthing chamber and they say, You're sentenced to death. And they point at Rizzio, and Mary's like, What the hell's going on? He didn't do anything wrong. I'm gonna protect him with my own pregnant body. And they stab him in the back anyways, like, even though they're clinging to each other. And they stab him, like, a bunch of times, like... That's so unofficial. All a Caesar. <laughs> and he's, like, clinging to her, and she's crying, and Rizzio's dying. And he... They said, we're gonna, we're gonna stab you in the stomach if you don't give him up. Oh, wow. my. And she has to give him up, and they stab him a bunch more times. And then they say, Darnley, you have to do the final blow. Can you imagine it being that inefficient 1,500 years after Caesar? Yeah. 1,500 years, and you haven't progressed beyond, we're all going to go in there, yeah. we're all going to stab him, <laughs> and you'll do the last stabby stab. <laughs> what? I'll pass. <laughs> no, no you have to do it because then it's going to kind of clear your name oh of my any God, of these this people are so if you're annoying. part of it. And he's crying. He's like, I can't. I can't do it. He's like, you have to. So he has to do it. That is awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The scene kind of just puts into perspective that, and I, I already talk, touched on this, but no matter how strong you are, no matter how much power you have as a woman, there's always guys behind your back mm-hmm. pulling the strings and and doing things that are out of your control to set their power in, in motion. Yeah. It really sucks. These, pe- these two women are working really hard to do what they think is right, right. and it's not really up to them. Yeah. Um, afterwards, um, Mary sends a letter to Elizabeth and says, I want to kind of cool tensions between us. I'd really like it if you would be my baby's godmother. And Elizabeth accepts and says, now you're going to be like under my protection because of that. Um, and they agree that the child is the heir presumptive to the throne. Okay. There's a slow-mo birthing scene. (laughs) It's slow-mo? Like, like yeah. slower than real time? It's a slow-mo. Well, like, ah. of Serge's face? Yeah, of Serge's oh, face, okay. like, grimacing, screaming, and labor pains. But still, I don't want that. No, I thought it, I was kind of laughing. I don't me. like birthing scenes. No, I'm kind of like, <laughs> we've seen this, we've done this, it's literally in every period film, do we really have to have another birthing scene? But that's kind of really all that life was about back then, was getting <laughs> married, having a kid, that's it. 
that's kind of like For your, a woman. Yeah. your purpose, you know. So Such it's kind bummer. of part of history, you know. There's all these ceremonies revolving yeah. around it. You get a whole chamber yeah. that you stay in for nine months. <laughs> Mary's obviously really pissed at Darnley for being a part of the murder of her friend. Mm-hmm. She refuses to divorce him, but she does banish him. Okay. And while that's happening, the Earl of Bothwell and all the other male conspirators decide to have him killed. Because oh, Darnley? Yeah. Oh. Because, I mean, um, good riddance. Because Mary refuses to divorce him. And also, the Earl of Bothwell comes up to Mary, and he's like, uh, so anyways, yeah, your <laughs> husband's dead. Everybody thinks you should marry me. Oh, my. Who's playing him? Is he uh, it's, or no? It's nobody you know. Okay. No. And she says, this has been a plan. You guys planned mm-hmm. to kill him because they had made it an explosion. <laughs> and they, they killed her husband? They killed her husband with an explosion. Everyone is so dramatic. What explosions would be necessary back then? I don't know. He got away, and then, so they strangled him and said, oh, it was the explosion. It was an accident. <laughs> there was a fire. It was an Just accident. Just strangle someone and be like, he fell off a horse. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Back then, there was no CSI. <laughs> yeah, we don't, do we need an explosion? <laughs> Um, Mary's forced to flee with her child during that whole explosion, and Bothwell says, yeah, the council has decided that you should marry a Scotsman instead, and that's me. Um, also, you don't have a choice. Get her undressed. We're going to have sex right now. Ew. And then she gets raped, and nobody can do anything about oh it. Oh, my God, I hate it. Yeah. Wow. This sounds like this movie gets very grotesque. They also say you need to abdicate your uh, throne because of the position you're in right now. And even though she furiously objects, she eventually has to do it because she's not really in control anymore. Definitely thought there was going to be a way snarkier film, and this is no fun. I thought it was just going to be like a nasty favorite. (laughs) No one's having fun, but instead it sucks. It sucks as much as I would imagine that period sucking. Uh, Because Mary's basically, she's not... You know, been in control of of her actions, but now the people who are for her are like, "Oh, you're going back on your promise." Now everybody in Scotland hates Mary. Mary's forced to flee to England, where she gets protection from Elizabeth. They say we're finally going to meet. They've been planning this. They lead up through the entire movie yeah. for them to meet. Right? Elizabeth gets all gussied up for her meeting with Mary. She puts on the wig. She puts on the makeup, finally. She looks even worse, like Ronald McDonald worse. Oh, yeah. No. She yeah. does the same smile for my Tanya. Yeah. It fully looked like Johnny Depp Mad Hatter. Yeah. It, it looks pretty bad. They And they meet up. It's this special, special meeting. Guess what? Historically, this never happened. Oh. They, they never they met. They never actually met? Never. Oh, interesting. She, mm. Elizabeth had was always jealous and kind of skeptical about Mary and always sent messengers, and they never met face-to-face. Can you imagine being so jealous of a person you you've only written letters to and saw a fake painting of? Right? It's not even, like, someone you hate on Instagram. And that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, it's a lot easier to hate someone on the internet that you can see and see what they say in post, but oh, this was man. like a... Wow. <laughs> this is wow. pettiness to the nth degree. <laughs> uh, Mary asks for Elizabeth's help to take back her throne... And um, instead, she says, I really can't do that because of the position that you and I am in. I can offer you safe exile in England as long as you don't conspire with any of my enemies. And she says, if the only way that I do that, it's because you've pushed me to it. 
And this meeting, it's the very, very, this is the very end of the film. This meeting. What? Uh, yeah. Where does the head chopping come in? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> there. That this is pretty much the end of the film. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. And this is really where the powerhouse of their acting comes in. And the line in the in the trailer, the you murder your sister, you murder your queen, it is really powerful. Good. They kind of do this crazy dance around this this exiled hut that they're in. Um, and there's kind of sheets hanging, see-through sheets hanging around. They're kind of like, you know, bending around them. Oh, no, you can't look at me. You can't look at me. And I'm like, just look at each other already. It's like really dramatic. And okay. they're not facing each other. And finally, they get to face each other. And Mary, even though she kind of really doesn't have any place to say any of these things, she's very aggressive. And Elizabeth who's extended, like, her safety and everything that she can to make sure that she doesn't get killed is kind of taken aback by her rudeness. She takes off her wig. <laughs> she <laughs> throw it at her. She doesn't throw it. She oh. kind of, she's like, I had this made because I wanted to look good because I was jealous of you. Aww. And I was worried that you would be, you know, prettier than me and stronger than me. And she t- kind of takes off, and she looks really bad without her hair. Aww. Just really kind of uh, downtrodden and worn. And she says, oh, I really didn't need to do all of that because now that I see you and I see the kind of person that you are. Your insecurities. Yeah, all of your gifts are also your downfall. You're not as pretty on Instagram as I thought you were. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just the the intensity in that scene is, I think it's well-deserved. It's really unfortunate that historically this never came to pass. Right. Because I'm like, well, this is all made up, you know? <laughs> she said, uh, Mary says, I should have followed your example. I should have never married. Damn. And so this woman who seemingly had everything, you know, she's yeah. at the pitfall. And um, they brush over it very quickly at the end. But she's basically in house arrest for most of the rest of her life. Some conspiracy letters are come up seemingly in Mary's handwriting that show that she is getting together with the enemies of Elizabeth and Mary has uh, Elizabeth has no choice but to send Mary to execution. Are the letters real? It, it she says I I can't let this just fly. It looks like it's in your handwriting. People have said that it's yours. Um, historically, I would have to look at it and see. I think okay. that it's kind of up for debate, and it's never been confirmed. Okay. But um, what do you think as the audience? You personally? Uh, well, I mean, Mary says in the in the meeting, you know, the only reason why I would ever have to go against you is if you push me to it. Right. So I think that she, if she did, she felt like she was justified in the okay. right. But and, she might have. Yeah, and I think they talk about they they she goes to her death and people are whispering in the background. Oh, she thinks she's a martyr. They rip open her uh, black death dress to reveal a bright red dress, implying herself as a martyr. Mm, that's artistic. Yeah. Um, and in her final thoughts, she wishes that her son brings oh. peace upon his reign. And in the postscript, it's revealed that Elizabeth dies in 1603, and James becomes the first monarch to rule both Scotland oh. and England. And and that's the end of the movie, you guys. Damn. Wow. Um, here's some fun stuff to talk about. So, yeah, like, we talked a little about a, a lot of the historical inaccuracies. 
Um, there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not Mary is actually so much a victim as she's portrayed in this movie and several mm-hmm. other movies, or if she was actually in on the murder of her husband, mm. Darnley, and if um, she really was as so the blameless to- as she's made out to be. What was his name? Bothwell? Boswell? Bothwell. Darnley. No, Bothwell's no, her third Bothwell. husband. Yeah, I'm saying, I was going to say maybe she was actually kind of conspiring with him, which means that her getting married to him wouldn't be so sad. Right. If that was exactly. the case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she might not have been, you know, as blameless as she's made out to be. And Interesting. As, you know, um, that much of a martyr. She, mm-hmm. and a lot of the rumors might have been true, that she was kind of um, promiscuous and um, adulterous and... Um, I like that this movie claims. said no, that wasn't the case. A lot of movies paint her in this way. Oh, do they? But it's historically okay. not proven, you know, we don't really know what she was like. I don't think she's a martyr, because to be a martyr, you're dying for a cause. Right. I don't think that's the case. Um, a lot of critical response to this movie um, was negative, and that it's, uh, you know, the Telegraph called it a history porn for the Instagram generation. <laughs> And I think that that's kind of accurate because there's a lot of, like, color schemes that go on that are really repetitive. Don't knock cinematography. No, no, no. (laughs) It's just, like, it's just really hitting the the nail on the head. It was criticized for its um, plotting and its sex scenes in the movie. Um, And the New York Times said that, uh, quote, students of Scottish history may be surprised to learn that the fate of the nation was partly decided by an act of cunnilingus. That is funny. (laughs) I I think that's pretty funny because that was a big turning point. She's like, oh, yeah, this guy's good in bed. I'm going to marry him. Mm -hmm. That's dope. (laughs) Again, you could say the same about the favorite, though. (laughs) (laughs) True that. (laughs) And no one's knocking that for historical inaccuracy. And then I didn't really have that many... uh, cool trivia facts except for one so I'll just say it now. Both Sir Ronan and Margot Robbie rehearsed separately the entire time. They never practiced together until they shot the scene where they meet. So that's kind of cool I trying like to get an authentic, you know, first meeting. So uh, anything from you guys about that? I'm gonna watch you- this, especially since you paid for it again today. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't think I would watch it but I, I, I would say honestly the thing that not... This is going to sound like I didn't listen to anything you said, but uh, the part that intrigued me the most as far as I really wanted to see what you were talking about was the cave thing. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, was Sosha in like a castle made of rock? Yeah. It's like they're underground for a lot of it. They're in caverns. They're in caves. There's stone walls. It's very interesting. And I think it was they probably just were making use of what they had. So like, maybe yeah, I mean had. part of me, like I said, I couldn't find any articles to support whether whether or not that's how it actually mm-hmm. was. Um, all they wanted to talk about was their relationship and what um, mm. what was accurate regarding that. Um, but I think so much was um, put into all the customs and set design that was associated with that that I don't understand how it couldn't be yeah. accurate. It was just a very detailed part of the movie. You guys want to rate this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. I would say between a six and a seven. Okay. It sounds uh, like I'm intrigued a lot. Uh, Oh, I'm glad. And I really, I really respect those actresses and I trust them. It was just the idea of this movie did not sound interesting at all to me. And it came out during award season, but it did not look worthy of award season. Totally. It Mm -hmm. seemed like a summer movie or a kind of a late 
summer, early fall, or even like if it came out now, like in February, I think I might have seen it, but it came out during award season where I was like, the favorites already got this on lock, like two women in a power struggle during like a period film. Mm -hmm. And so, but I I do think it sounds interesting. And just in terms of what I've rated things in the past, I would say a six or a seven. So I'll say 6.5. Kind of piggybacking off of that, something I didn't talk about, but that did turn me off from this movie was kind of the um, order by which scenes took place. There's a bit of time where the chronology is messed up because it's like, this is happening. Meanwhile, oh, we're going to backtrack a little bit and now we're going to move forward. Yeah. Where I was just kind of left to like, uh, where are we in terms of the story? Mm-hmm. It's like you're trying to tell two women's stories from different parts and they're meant to be happening simultaneously, kind of. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, lag in terms of, like, who's getting messages and when is this happening, which I think could have been done in a more organized fashion, and it wasn't. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. I think that I, it's hard for me to say because, like, I kind of, a part of me wants to be, like, meaner to it, but I'm just really not. And I think that if I were to watch it, I would be like, yeah, good film. Again, probably wouldn't rewatch it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so... Yeah, I guess 6.5 for me. Oh, really? Also. Okay. All right, I was going to give it a 5.5 or a 6. Oh, really? I thought yeah. you would rate it higher than that. Uh, well, I'll give it a 6. So we're at an average of 6. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's doable. That seems fair. That's why you would have given it. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, okay. Thanks for listening to me, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> Do you have anything? Kimmy, you did a really good job. Thanks. That was yeah. really hard. Um, What's on your watch list, guys? Any watch list slash recommendations? I think you should start with recommendation because I really liked what we talked about in the car. Remember this? Oh. So when we were talking about us, because Kimmy and I also had another detailed conversation about it today, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about how Elizabeth Moss in that movie is a queen. She's yeah. hilarious. Like, I loved all of her stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Kimmy said that she wanted oh. to give a suggestion yeah. because of Elizabeth. Handmaid's Tale. I know both of you guys want to watch it, or I've been pressuring you into watching it. I'll watch it. it one day. I was just talking to Kayleen about how good of a series it is. I don't really think that there is an episode that feels like a filler episode mm. so far. There's been two seasons so far, and every episode, I'm like in tears. I'm like, ugh, the atrocities for women That's that why they've I can't had to watch it. No, it, it is really hard to watch, but it's also really intriguing. Okay. I think it deserves to be seen. It is really um, unnerving because it's like kind of, you know, yeah. plausible. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just hits really close to the heart. I think a lot of things are accurate, but just stretched to a more dramatic degree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Kimmy, I tried to watch it, and I was like, yikes, yikes, yeah. yikes, I want to die, oh, cool. this and is, I turned it off. This is a, a community <laughs> based on rape, that's summer. really cool, I definitely want to watch that. Yep, oh, you get your eye cut out if you do something bad? Yeah. You have to stand around and be like, the oranges look lovely today. Yes. <laughs> under, his under his eye. Under his eye. Uh, Kimmy is actually under my phone as Kimmy, quote, under his eye. Yeah, I am. <laughs> because I thought that was funny. So that's her contact yeah. name on my phone. It's super good. You should definitely watch it. Elizabeth Moss kills. I bet. She's great. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's your recommendation. Do you have a watch list ad? Or do we want to just do all recommendations? Yeah, let's then, do Rex okay. first because I need to think. <laughs> Kayleen? Uh, the favorite. Because... Oh. It's recent, so I don't think, you know, not as widely seen yet, and because it's one of those films that I don't think will be super widely seen, but 
It's a really good time, and if it being a period piece turns you off, don't let it, because it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. it's it's innovative. Very much. The fish islands. <laughs> <laughs> um, my recommendation for the week, because I talked about it briefly at the beginning of this podcast, is Room. Nice. Because um, I watched it again this week, and then after I watched it, I decided I was going to listen to the audiobook. Because I've read that book three times now, um, and I've never listened to the audiobook. Is it, I assume it's narrated by an adult, and I think I would find that strange. So it was, and I was wondering what it was going to be like. So the whole book is from Jack's perspective, right. 100%, and so you never really get any of what Ma is thinking, and it's right. it's his train of thought at all times. Um, and it was an adult woman doing a, a little boy voice, which I was okay. fine with. Cool. And um, what's really cool is... Room, the movie, I think is just brilliant and beautiful, and please watch it if you haven't watched it. It's on Netflix and Amazon Prime. It's it's so sad, and it's so beautiful, and it's mm-hmm. so heartwarming, and it's it's still really good. Um, so I would recommend that. I love um, that movie. Me too. Yeah. Gimme. Um, for watch list, um, I actually want to get more historical period movies under mm-hmm. my belt. Um, there's quite a few, um, with the Keir Knightley in them that I haven't seen, like the Duchess and Anna Karenina that I'd really like to see. Um, I think Far From the Matting Crowd I'd like to see. Yeah, I mean, I I love this stuff and I don't mind (laughs) sitting around and watching gorgeous, you know, women wearing Women walking through debt. (laughs) (laughs) They always really have, like, some beautiful landscapes in those movies that I just love to look at. And then there's some romance, usually. That's my cup of tea. Yeah. (laughs) So I'd like to do that. Um, well, I guess welcome to me, because that was already on my watch list, but we talked about it, and I do very much want to see that. Uh, hitting theater soon is Dumbo. I'm stoked about that. Also, Beach Bum, I'm interested in seeing, potentially. Oh, remind me what that is. The Matthew McConaughey film. <laughs> Never mind. Don't also, know what that is. Also on theme. I fully thought I knew what that was. Uh, I don't. Isla Fisher and Zach and Fronter in it also. Huh. And it's a weird, it's like a lot That's of, a it's a guess. lot of people. have yeah. not seen There's the trailer for that even. Yeah. And finishing Kill Bill Volume 2. Because you and Riley finished one? Yeah. What's on your watch list, Courtney? Uh, you gotta watch list. more X-Men. Mm-hmm. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> like, I will, but that's not high on my watch list. Okay. Um, Kimmy, I'm gonna watch it. Don't, okay. don't you worry your pretty little face. <laughs> I would say, um, because next week, like Keelene said, we do want to do a... Um, a wrap up of our first cycle, and so I, I really do want to watch Face Off. Do it. <laughs> and I said yeah. Vox Lux, and then we think Kimmy should do Fargo because it's really Oh, good. nice. But also, I'm fully going to watch Mary Queen of Scots while sh- we've got the Amazon <laughs> rental yeah. on my TV. Watch both, then we can talk about it. Yes. Um, so I think I'm going to do those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really just I don't have too much on there because I know fully for a fact I'm not going to have any time the next two weeks. <laughs> so I want to watch what we've already discussed yeah. and I want to get that done. <laughs> and yeah, I can't really add much. That's, I'm sad the episode's over. Like I had a fun time this week. So good. <laughs> well, join us next week for that recap episode. Yeah, yeah bonus yeah. app. Give us your questions and suggestions. Yep, yep. we're here for it. We're, we explain movies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peace yeah. out, homies. Ha, 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 ha.